0: Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media, and tonight, beware the moon, as we explore the howling and American werewolf in London. I'm Mitch.
1: I'm Murr. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan.
2: So Mitch, you were gone last week.
0: Yeah, I was in Nevada doing a no, no, service no, for my No, daughter, no, no. Yeah, no how no. was
2: your trip in South America doing ayahuasca? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, right. My ayahuasca <laughs> trip.
0: Well, I saw some shit, learned some shit. Are and I took man? at least one shit while I was there, if <laughs> I remember correctly.
1: Pretty sure you throw up on that, right?
0: Yeah, I d- no, no, no. I have a very strong stomach. Lead belly, they call me. Yeah.
3: Lead belly. <laughs> Where'd you get that name? Landfilly. Tell um, us the story.
0: Well, it's because of all of the uh, alcohol I can totally drink and all of the other shit. I mean, I like mushrooms. Oh, totally. They're kind of like pumpkin seeds, you know? Drugs. I don't, don't do drugs, kids, or you'll be like me. Fun
3: fact. you became a new man. I did. It was new. <laughs> fun fact. Mitch can't drink for shit. It's true, it's true, actually. No, you didn't lie that for I'm, me. Your size is deceiving because you're like how tall? <laughs>
0: I'm like six foot, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like 250 pounds. <laughs> 258 pounds, maybe.
3: You have one beer and you're like giggling. <laughs> it's, it's over. It's true. I cannot
0: do more than. Yep, I can't do more than that. That's pretty much how it goes. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. I've been drinking a lot lately. Yeah. Which isn't like a, oh no, it isn't like a problem. You know, no one, none of my <laughs> friends have been like, we're interventioning you. No more liquor store trips at two, <laughs> like when they're closed and like just pounding they put the, locks, the door going, They put the I padlocks on there. <laughs> yeah, Man, the booze gonna, is in there and I know it
2: is. They're going to lock the fucking sink up. Because you know everyone has a fucking bottle of something underneath their sink. Yeah, oh,
1: dang.
0: yeah, you know it's uh, it's like uh, is that really people whatever. What boots? the fuck is that? What the fuck is that mouthwash? Yeah, you just drink, I just drink mouthwash, you know. Oh, yes. fuck. You know, and it's the, these are trying it's times. basically absinthe. Trying times yeah. need some good mouthwash to get you fucked up. All right, yeah. first things
1: first, fuck Donald Trump. Whoa. <laughs> you lost yeah. the
3: fucking election. Get over Bunch it. Bunch of losers. Yeah. Cry big baby, Ma- baby, Time to hang up
1: that MAGA flag.
3: Yeah. I mean,
2: you could sell it, but I don't think anyone's buying it. No one's buying it.
3: Y'all know the real reason he's pushing back so hard is because as soon as he's out of that office, they're going to fucking arrest him.
1: Ah, <sighs> What a
0: great day. Anyway, what a great on. day. Anyway, so that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the year is 1981. It is the year of the lichen, as in werewolves. We had three werewolf movies in this year. Really? Yes. In, uh, I believe, summer, we had Wolfen by Michael Wadley. Oh, that's right. And then we had American Werewolf in London in fall. And then in the spring, we had The Howling. Ow. So in 1981, there were three werewolf movies that were made. And today, we're going to be discussing two of them. It's
1: probably a response to the vampire movies
3: makes sense it's like yeah you like vampires I, what about werewolves I mean, man team I, jacob i mean
0: all of them are i mean <laughs> yes team jacob but still um <laughs> nah, fuck what? team jacob no, fuck it's all that about dude. team
3: edward oh, well, i don't know about <laughs> edward i just like vampires <laughs> i think
1: you just like the actor who plays
3: edward oh yeah no shark he's, boy's all cool. right Shark Boy Fuck Shark Boy. Shark Boy's alright. Shark
1: Boy and Loud Girl suck. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Bro. Yo, <laughs> the movie you movie like, to go there. You don't like
3: George
2: Lopez's big embossed face on a fucking oh, robot? Oh
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> so did you mean Spy Kids? Anyway, moving on. Hey, Spy Kids is pretty great. Spy Kids yeah. is great. That's, Spy kids a, that's is a phenomenal dope. movie. Also exists in the Machete universe, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Robert Rodriguez.
2: <laughs> yeah, like literally Machete is fucking credited in the uncle. fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Uncle Machete. (laughs) Does that mean that a flying pig also exists in that universe and fucking what's his face fucking flies in on? Sylvester Stallone. No, 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 no. The other guy, the fucking guy from all the fucking Quentin Tarantino movies.
1: Oh, um Was it Christopher Waltz? No, no, no. It's it's the dude with the sunken in eyes.
2: Oh, he played Randall in fucking uh, Monsters
1: League.
2: Uh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. No. Who delivers that
1: wild pit. line. <laughs> Did someone call in a loon? Just like, <laughs> wow, we got sidetracked.
3: Anyways. Are, wait, this movie. Oh, wait. This
2: podcast episode is about werewolves, right? Yes. Okay. Is it? Is it yeah. really, though? I chose these movies because we haven't done a werewolf movie in quite some time. You should have done Underworld,
1: dude. Those are vampires. What? It's vampires versus werewolves. What are you talking about?
2: Yeah, but
3: same with Twilight. Sort of. I mean, mean... they center on the vampires. Yeah, they do center on I feel like every vampire movie slash show has to have werewolves in it. Yeah, it's
0: always there. I mean, the Underworld movies are their own thing. Yeah. Not just straight werewolves. You know, Dog Soldiers was straight werewolves. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's true. But Underworld is like the combination of the vampires versus werewolves. same with
1: like Van Helsing.
0: Yeah, yeah. The
2: but they had Frankenstein in that one. Yeah, also
0: Frankenstein. We I should did do that movie. I did day. enjoy that one. one. They also yep. had Jekyll and Hyde. Yep. Van Helsing and fucking uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen would be a fun. That's a good would be combo. A fun combo. yeah, of definitely. Anyway, Merc, we're digressing right now. Please <laughs> save us. Uh,
2: wait, what? <laughs> we're digressing. <Save laughs> oh yes. Us. Okay, so we are talking about The Howling and American Werewolf in London. Uh, we're going to start with The Howling, though. So the Howling was released in the spring of 1981. It was directed by Joe Dante, and we've talked about Joe Dante a little bit. He did Piranha, Gremlins, and Small Soldiers. Yep, sounds and on brand. Small Soldiers is pretty funny. I like that. I like that one.
1: You talking about the one, the kids movie?
2: Yeah, the kids movie where all the fucking toys come what to a life. What
1: transition! The fuck? Yeah, right.
2: But he did Gremlins, so it makes but sense. But he
1: did he did the he did Small Soldiers last, right? That came he out did. In like the nineties. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> That's weird. Uh, the special effects were done by the one and only Rob boutine which we know from Piranha, as well as the, the motherfucking theme.
1: thing
2: from John Carpenter.
1: Yeah, there's a theme here with all of our episodes. We're starting to notice that literally the group of like twenty people made all horror films. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the only thing that changes every now and again is maybe a rogue writer and a random director. Yeah. All but the like, good all the good boys are, are same the best group boys. <laughs> of people who do these movies. You just gotta get on the in crowd.
2: Yeah, it's just like Rob Boutine, you got your Tom Savinis. <laughs> Fucking Tom Savini. Oh my god. <laughs> Guncock, you know. <laughs> um, so this movie was based on the novel The Howling by Gary Bradner. The budget for the movie was 1.5 million, and the box office was 17.9 million. So they made their money back pretty well.
1: Which... Very original for the time. I don't think there was really anything else that came out like it. So I could see it making its money easy.
2: This movie stars a couple of Decent, well-known actors. D. Wallace plays Karen White. Dennis Duggan as Chris Halloran. Christopher Stone as the sexy mustache man R. William. Bill Neal. Ooh. Belinda Belaski as Terry Fisher. And first-time appearance in a movie Elizabeth Brooks as Marsha. Also, Robert Picardo as Eddie. Um, just a little bit of the production behind the movie. Rick ba- Baker was originally supposed to do the effects for the movie, but took off to do the American Werewolf in London. <laughs> then, then the uh, the torch was handed to Rob Boutine, who worked with Dante on Piranha. And then he used this on his resume to get in with John Carpenter on the, th- the thing. Nice. So... After John Carpenter saw it, he's like, "Yeah, this guy's They're pretty good." They're all connected, man. They're all fucking connected. It's all connected. Piranha <laughs> was made in like the fucking seventies, wasn't Once it? Once
1: you find that person you like working with, they will be with you for however many movies until they fail.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think he did. He did Piranha, and then he became an extra and was like the captain yep. dude in the fog, and That's then awesome. then finally came to do the thing, and then everyone shitted and cumbed <laughs>
3: at the same <laughs> at the
2: time. sit but... of your
0: pants, peed. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
2: so a fun fact is that Robert Picardo improvised a line. I want you to give a piece of my mind when he took out the bullet in his skull during the transformation scene. And he had a hard time on set because he would have to deal with six hours on makeup. Yeah. So he, he looks good though. It does look great. There is a part where he was just like, I got a fucking degree at Yale. I've been working in Hollywood for many years. And my first fucking thing for a movie is a fucking shitty horror movie. That's what he fucking said. (laughs) Uh, Other than that, the final transformation had to be done all in close-ups because the movie had exceeded its budget by then. That's when Karen turns into the cute, like, puppy doll fucking werewolf Chewbacca-looking thing.
1: (laughs) 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 Chewbacca! Then just gets shot.
2: (laughs) They had to be shot in Joe Dante's office because they had no money for sets anymore. The movie won a Saturn Award for Best Horror Film and Best... And has been nominated for Saturns for Best Makeup and Special Effects, and the porn that they used in the film was made specifically for the movie.
0: So you're telling me they had wait, to officially wait, shoot mean, a porn? Mean, well, the, the the porno is in is in American Werewolf in London.
2: No, they're in both films. What? No. Yes, they There's are. No do you porno not. Do you in, know uh, in the, in the intro in the intro scene where she goes to the adult shop and yeah. he says go into going oh, to the, go into the booth and you see you. A, a girl getting raped. They had to make that porn Yikes. for the
1: exact movie. So, <laughs> so they took part of their budget to make that? <laughs> yeah, they <Yikes>. did.
2: <laughs> it's not as funny as the American Werewolf in London, though. Um, So I guess we'll just start. And what were your initial thoughts about these movies? Or what was your initial thoughts on The Howling?
1: The Howling was too serious. I don't know. Something about watching werewolf and vampire movies, sometimes they do better when they're not so serious. And this one was a little too serious, almost to the point of being melodramatic. And then there was certain parts that were really good though. Like some people were really fucking good. Like Eddie was really good whenever he was being creepy and like saying his lines and his like face is melting off because <laughs> of all the good makeup they put on him. That was good shit.
2: He hams it up as just like some guy that makes you very uncomfortable. He
1: loves being the dude who comes in and it's like, he knows he's invincible and is just like wrecking face with everybody. So he was a good character to see.
2: There was that scene where he comes in. He's like, come on, bright boy. Take a shot. Hands
1: him the gun because he <laughs> thinks he's going to survive the shot. And he's like, fuck you. I got silver bullets. <laughs> Man, consider
0: this a gift. My own death.
1: I like the dude who's like, thank God. And he gets shot. Yeah, no, that was great. They're like,
0: thank God. And then dies. And it was great.
2: What were your initial thoughts?
0: Um... I didn't know what to expect from either of these movies because I, I, I think I was, like, aware of – I was aware of uh, – I was a werewolf of yeah. – uh...
3: <laughs> You didn't tell the dad Ooh. joke.
0: <laughs> you got to do the joke. Yeah, what's the dad joke? Yeah. Oh, shit.
2: Oh, yeah. What do you call a werewolf? We call sleeping, sleeping. That is sleeping an unaware wolf
3: oh uh, uh-huh. you're, you're such a silly goose <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> slaps me loudly there was another one it's like why are werewolves better than vampires why cuz <laughs> cuz werewolves don't have problems with stakes
3: Wow. Yeah. I have a problem with steak. I don't like steak. I think that shit's stupid. Who just eats I a slab of found meat? Found
0: the vampire, guys. Hiss. Or the, the right, werewolf, yeah. I think we found, Actually, we found the vampire in the werewolf, The werewolf, whatever. Anyway, so dad jokes aside, I didn't know what to expect from either of these movies other than werewolves. I keep wanting to say vampires every time, but you know they're such so interchangeable for some reason. Um, and then what I got is like, I really in- I mean I mean with the howling anyway it was very much I it was very dramatic and really serious and it was also a really slow start too. Oh yeah, that's true. It was a really slow start. Yeah, it's really slow.
2: <laughs> you get that Trigger Happy Cop, but that's about <laughs> yeah, it.
1: Yeah. Wait, so I had a question. Are they not all able to transform or did they explain that at all?
2: They all are they are all able to transform but only on their own will. They, I believe they have the
1: ability to change when they want to. Yeah, I'm guessing budget had something to do with there, it, but still.
0: There are multiple types of werewolves in the mythology. You've got, like, if I'm quoting Dresden Files here again, um, <laughs> you've got, fun. like, loop gurus who are werewolves that cannot control the form that they take. So the full moon comes out, then they transform. Then you have stuff like hex and wolves, which can transform at will, which is what most of these ones do in the howling. And then you have other ones that like, use items or, like, magical, like, uh, some sort of magical item or something that allows them to do so. It's like, yeah, like
2: Scooby-Doo. No, yeah, I'm there you kidding. go. <laughs> well, I was going to bring that up. Like, the idea of lycanthropy, basically werewolves, is a it's a very interesting topic. Do you guys know anything about, like, lycanthropy and, like, myth, legend, Wait, or magic? Before
1: we get there, Justine has to tell us what she thought about the the, the movie.
3: Yeah, guys. She's going to skip Holy right over Holy fucking shit. Me. All right. Uh, as expected. Anyways, oh, oh, oh I'll b- walk out. bunch of dudes anyways. Uh, yeah, I mean initial thoughts, I thought this was like a really fun like 80s movie. Like it's what I would expect from an 80s movie. I can't say I was like that into it cuz I I'm just not the biggest fan of werewolves. I think they're cool and all. I'm more of a vampire gal myself. But yeah, I definitely thought it was slow to start, but once it picked up, like the action really picked up and it made it pretty interesting to watch. Although, I was kind of, well, I'm not going to do any spoilers yet. We'll get to the ending later.
2: Right. That, I mean, I too agree. I think vampires
1: are a little bit cooler than werewolves. Nah, werewolf king. What?
3: You look like a fucking werewolf. Yeah, you're fucking yeah hairy. I got enough hair for hairy it. Hair are you kidding ass? me? I'd have to like <laughs>
1: shave everything to be a pretty vampire. So I'm down with the werewolves being hairy and I mean, transforming whatever they Plus they can werewolf. still eat food. Vampires can't eat.
0: I know, you know. I don't think that many people have seen that 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 show, "What We Do in the Shadows," but there's a scene where vampires encounter <laughs> yeah, werewolves, yeah. and to get rid of one of them, they throw a squeaky toy over. The yeah, the that's great. And I love he that. Dives <laughs> off the fucking building. So that's the thing.
1: Plus, they have extended lives, not immortal lives. So I'm cool with that.
3: You always talk about how you want to be immortal. Though. Yeah,
1: but like computer version, like put my brain in a jar you and stick me a to Wayne, a robot. Man. Yeah, some, Wayne, on John. some chappy shit. But then you wouldn't yes. even be
3: able to eat.
1: Oh, I'm cool with tra- like transpiring that if I get hooked up to the internet. The oh, specific
2: fuck. things, the specific things. Upload John everywhere.
1: Yeah. Oh, then <laughs> that'd be great if I could live on the internet. That'd be awesome. Damn, like, like, look at fucking me When I'm old and like Mad. I'm sick of the body, you know.
2: <laughs> anyway, you want to be Mister House in New Vegas? <laughs>
1: yes, that's a weird running reference, a yeah. whole fucking city in your fucking tube. I don't know if I'd have enough like, I don't know what's the word patience to run a whole city. I would just be fucking around doing random shit. In
2: regards to the special effects, though, how pretty did you good. feel about the special effects in The
1: Howling? Did Still hold up pretty good. Still slimy and creepy like you would expect from <laughs> that. Fucking special effects person.
0: I really like the severed arm one where it's it's pretty clearly like a balloon. But they had like two different balloons that simulated a hand. And I I, I don't know. I really like that. It was really kind of just gross looking. And that was like the first time you see some really intense gore in this one too is when she lops the arm off of the werewolf.
2: And then it like transitions into a human's hand, which I really appreciate.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's always been a common thing that happens with werewolves. When they're killed, they usually transform back to their human forms.
3: What do you think of the special effects, Justine? I'm always a big fan of practical effects, and that shit was gnarly. Although I have to say that that wolf transformation, the doctor's office, took way too long.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what, three minutes? Yeah.
3: she's just standing there. She's just kind of like, uh, I guess he's bad. She had so much time just book it out of there, but now she just had to sit there in silent horror, like, oh, my God. Wait for him to do the full transformation and throw some acid on him. Like, come on. And it come looked on. like a jar
0: of pee to me. It just looked yeah. like, like yeah. he put some apple juice there,
3: chucked it out. It probably him. was some apple juice, not yeah. going to lie. <laughs> Take sip on it in between cuts.
2: <laughs> so how do you feel about the transformation scene, though? Is it too long?
1: It's way too long in the howling.
2: But it looks good. Eh. Eh, he's pretty gross and like when he has those red eyes and the bubbling
1: skin underneath is definitely disturbing
3: Yeah, it's what you
2: would
1: expect like it's kind of like when you saw the creatures turn into whatever they were in the thing and you're like oh fuck that's like a head walking around on the floor or the body opening up like the chest cavity opening and just eating that dude's fucking arm so it's like it's cool to see that I think I'm too used to the quick transformation that you see like where they just rip off their skin and go
2: right (laughs) We're used to that shit. We're just like, oh, rips yeah. off shirt. How's that moon? Bam. Full doggy. That's a full, <laughs> full doggy. <laughs> full doggy. Oh, my God. Is that your next
0: porn of you? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> rips shirt off. Can we doggy. just call
1: it that from now on? Every time someone transforms, like, yeah, they went full doggy. <laughs> they went full <laughs> fucking doggy <laughs> right there. <laughs> Wait, what's the vampire version then?
2: Uh, Full fucking bat. Uh,
3: <laughs> Not as funny, oh, but bat-y. it still works.
1: Nah,
2: well, full baddie, I guess. Mm, full baddie, full full baddie this day. Ballatio? Although <laughs> nice,
3: <laughs> nice. I was just thinking, like, suck, you know, because vampires suck. What else do you suck? Do they though?
2: A hey, full on head popsicles.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> um, lozenges. Uh, uh, How did we get
2: here?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: See, it's kind of hard to talk about werewolves without bringing up vampires, right? Because they're always yeah. placed
0: against each other, and the fangs too. I was almost convinced yeah. it was like, "Well, wow, this is like some vampire shit," and then they get hairy, and you're like, "Okay, now uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a werewolf." Yeah. Now,
3: I always wondered though, why is it that they're always placed together? Because there's sort of like two different premises. I mean, you don't really put dogs and bats together.
0: I think it's the bite turning someone into the thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really like that's really what it is. You bite by vampire, yeah. you turn. Vampire, you bite by a werewolf, you turn werewolf.
3: It's not consistent across all vampires and werewolves, though. True, no. some thought... have more intricate, like ritualistic processes of becoming one or the other.
1: Right, I think I enjoy those more when they have like a whole process that happens, where, like you have to be bitten like on this certain night, and you have to have this ritual, and then you go through this transformation. It adds more to that story, yeah. but also isn't one like a uh, like a branching off of the other? Like I think werewolves were like a hybrid of a vampire or or the reverse somewhere along the way i think they like broke apart and were had like the original origin
2: you ever see that you ever see that video where it's like oh he's a nazi zombie now he got bit by a vampire. Does that make him a Nazi zombie vampire? Oh, shit. Now the Nazi zombie vampire has been bitten by a werewolf. Does that make him a werewolf Nazi zombie vampire? Oh, shit. Now here comes the plague. What is he now? Just like- <laughs> Infested
0: Nazi vampire werewolf zombie. zombie. Oh, yeah, man. I liked Iron Sky 2 as well.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, shit. <laughs> well... That's the thing you bring up a good point with like how transformations and rituals happen. I want to know if you guys know anything about mythology or like history or like certain forms of magic that have to do with lycanthropy.
0: There are conditions that people have had in the past where they grow excessive amounts of hair on themselves. So you have like a medical history with werewolves as well. So that kind of thing kind of like, like the witch's broom sort of thing as well. Um, You know, where it was like a something that people did that got blown up as what it is, you know, like it became greater like the, the, the big fish story. It became bigger than what it is instead of it just being like, oh, he has a disease. No, he's actually a creature mm. and it's something else entirely or yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think something
3: that kind of I've noticed ties in a lot with vampires and werewolves is like, what's the source of where they came from? Because there had to have been one to start all the rest of them in most cases. And I think a lot of times it comes down to, like, it being some sort of curse placed on them by, like, a witch or something. So, like, a hex placed on a person to become a wolf at this time of day or night. And then biting someone to then transfer the curse. So, in a way, it's like a a spell disease virus, viral infection thing. From biting. Yeah. Shit.
0: I'm pretty sure that Vampire's origin is Vlad the Impaler. Because he would drink the blood of his enemies. And whatnot after he like impaled them and he was also from Transylvania I believe so then you have that connection there, yeah that's what I got.
2: Well, we also get the callbacks to the original The Wolf Man from Hammer Films in nineteen fifties. Uh, how'd you guys feel about the references to them? Because uh, in American Werewolf in London, they come into the pub, they also see the the star, the pentacle, and they're like, dude, that's just like the nineteen fifties movie, the Were- the the Wolf Man. And then in the howling on contrast, we have pictures of the wolf man scribed on his walls, as well as they watch the movie trying to get uh, information to uh, research for Eddie, the wolf.
0: Even even the scene where where are blonde mustache dude is walking through the forest and he gets bit and then the and then the see I keep wanting to do that. But when then the werewolf dips and then leaves. It is very reminiscent of the Wolfman. That's like exactly how it happens in that one as well. It's just, it bites him and then takes off and then he has the curse.
1: Don't they also mention Bella Lugosi? And, yeah. An American. Yeah. They're like that was woman. a movie with Barry,
2: uh, belly, Bella Lugosi and Jr. Yeah.
1: Like one of the original movies. We did an episode on that. Yeah, I know we haven't gone back and done some older films in a while. So that will be a good one. But I mean the, I know some of the folklore around werewolves is related to to like your association with wolves because in the areas in europe where it was common that they had a lot of wolf sightings and people getting eaten and sometimes people would either escape or they'd be totally fine living in an area with a lot of wolves so they thought they were associated with them by being like some sort of charming like a wolf charmer or something and it grew like in the same time that people believe in witches so they were yeah. accused pretty much the same way, where they're like, "There's something wrong with you." And these attacks usually happened when it was like a full moon, mostly because you could see very well in the dark yeah. if the moon was out. So they connected the two, and then more folklore was made. What,
0: what if it's really just an uh, an intolerance of excessive back hair? You know, they were just <laughs> right. like, was like, you're a hairy fucking, ass, dude. Jerry, you're too fucking hairy. Get the <laughs> fuck out of the village, or we're gonna pike your ass."
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> also brought to the United States by colonialism, though that was definitely spread by Christians who are afraid of witches and werewolves.
3: That that makes me think of something. You were talking about the, the pentacle or pentagram yep. that was drawn in the pub. Yep. So there is a thing that happens in a lot of witchcraft is if you want to keep evil entities out of a space yeah. is to draw a sigil in lamb's blood. Notice the pub was called the Slaughtered Lamb. Yep. Yep. They slaughtered it for the blood, and then they mark a pentagram on the wall with the lamb's blood as a symbol of protection. Which is why all the dudes were hanging out in the pub, ah. holo- or not Halloween night, uh, full moon night, to Officially protect themselves. Officially a safe space. Yeah, it's a safe space from evil entities. They don't go to the moors. I mean, yeah, exactly. This,
0: this even goes back to like the story of Moses as well, where you have like the oh, spraying yeah. the lamb's blood on the door when like the you know fog of death rolls through. And they only tell the Hebrews. Bible about was gnarly. Yeah. Bible's metal as fuck. It's really that interesting because you look back
3: into a lot of the stories and just general rituals of mm-hmm. Catholicism and Christianity is that they're directly related to paganism. Yep. They're just kind of put under different names and given different stories. So you think, oh, it's, yeah, it's Christianity. This is something different. This is right. not, nah, it's all paganism. Okay. <laughs> all God, of
2: it. God, what are you feeling today? Jedi frogs. Side. frogs. <laughs> lots oh of wait, lots of frogs frogs, dude. And some locusts. <laughs> S- Maybe some locusts. Yeah. Just Seven days. You know of know
1: Being fucking zooted.
2: <laughs> Kill their fucking firstborn, not their second. The firstborn, the, first the one they care one. about the most.
1: What was that? Passover, I think is what it's yeah. like the official name. Was when they were doing that. And then you get taught about it as a kid and you're like, wait, what's happening? (laughs) As the firstborn child, you're like, wait, we got to do what now?
3: Do do you remember seeing that cartoon? Uh, I forget what it was called. It was really famous, but they actually detailed that, the Passover and how they had the spirit go through the land. Oh, do you mean the movie? Yeah, what was that called? Yeah,
1: uh,
2: Prince of Egypt. Yeah,
3: yeah Prince of, of Egypt. Right? I watched that as a child. That was a legit when I was, movie. Like, yeah, it was a good one. Still going to church and stuff, and I was what? like, I don't know if I like this religion I, anymore. I, I, <laughs> I, do, I do
0: want to drop down that Rugrats did an entire like cover on like the Jewish faith and whatnot, they and like did. explained like that whole thing, which was very interesting. Yeah, it's
2: a potato pancake, Tommy. Eat it.
3: What? <laughs> oh my god, balatka. <laughs> <laughs>
0: also they all
1: they do not like to talk about the fact that these uh dudes who went into the pharaoh's chambers to like tell him to let his people go they had like a wizard battle in the middle of his fucking yeah (laughs) in the middle of his fucking floor where his staff turned into a snake and then the other dudes had staffs and they all turned into snakes and then had a weird snake battle i'm like what is this wizard (laughs) shit that's happening in the bible and nobody talks about it
2: they just want to bring up quotes and make you feel bad about
1: morality <laughs> for real though he was like let my people go and he was like giant yeah, snake he's
0: like i have a snake myself too and then you're like, oh wow all right <laughs> my snake's
3: bigger than yours <laughs> no obviously a dick it joke
0: was, it was just a big dick measure <laughs> yeah, exactly out, really. but yeah. they were like i can't write down that all the priests just whipped out, whipped their dicks out dicks. <laughs> in the middle of this <laughs> room so we'll make them snakes and stabs yeah, that's yeah that'll mystical. work it's fucking anyway. metal dude <laughs> fuck well, yeah dude
2: well this made me think like Do you think, like, a cult colony is, like, the ones shown in the Howling? Do you think they exist? Oh, yeah. 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 What do you think that they practice?
0: That's one thing I I actually really enjoyed, because I was able to watch the Howling, like, a second time. And so I was really – I really enjoyed being able to see the characters that are revealed to be part of the werewolf cult and, like, watching them just kind of casually hanging out with people. And they do odd things. Like, there's that line – they say, um, like, we don't need a dog, we've got, whatever the fuck that guy's name is, the dude with the furry coat. Yeah. And they got him, and he's, like, <laughs> running around, like, all intense. And at first I didn't pay much attention to him, I'm just like, oh, he must be a good hunter or something. And then you watch again, and you're like, whoa, they were, like, <laughs> dropping hints, like, throughout the movie. So I I was, I actually enjoyed the movie for that aspect, where it really did, like, like, uh, kind of, uh, what's the word for it, it concealed who the who like the werewolf cult officially was entirely
3: yeah i i would be interested to see if like actual groups of people that go through a transmutation like werewolves or vampires exist i personally haven't seen it i haven't seen any documentation on it so i can't confirm that it's real or not however i do know that there are people who like to believe that they are yeah there's definitely been a lot of uh, news stories and vice documentaries made about people that believe that they are somehow vampires or werewolves. And I think it's honestly just sort of like some, some, wait, is some that like that... social bond. Wait, is that thing. that other kin shit? Yeah, it's like other kin shit, basically. Oh, but a little. I mean, there is a funny
0: documentary where they like go and I'm, I'm, I forget who the news source is, but they go and interview some like scene kids who all like have werewolves. Yeah, stuff, and I saw like, that. Just wait for the full moon to come out. If, and, like we turn into our werewolf.
2: If you homes. want to become a werewolf nowadays, just go to the companions and whiterun. <laughs>
0: there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's how you do it.
2: Um okay, so one of these big things that's like really glossed over in the movie of the howling is like the portrayal of, uh, portrayal of mental health towards Karen. Because she goes through a traumatic that's event true. where like she, you know, she calls in, she's dealing with a stalker that like constantly calls her and con- constantly like wants her to talk to her finally goes and meets him and then has a traumatic event where the cops kill her in front of him and he transforms and like you see the entire the entire plot of the movie is her going to the co- colony to like fix her mental health issues with the trauma that she went through but everyone's kind of just like throwing it under the rug like they really want her to t- talk about it they really want her to just like get it out there but she's not ready and like I feel like that was a part of the problem that she had with Bill because Bill was just like, I'm here for you, but you know what? I'm going to go hit this fucking
3: wolf pussy. and just (laughs) like, oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) Real shit, though. (laughs) Wait, what would you actually call wolf pussy? Because pussy implies cat, and cat and dog does not go together. Serious question. (laughs) Some canine pussy. I would call it some some, some
0: wussy. I don't know. (laughs) That doesn't sound right. Pussy
2: is wussy. No, I hate it. Uh, I hate socks.
1: Yeah, some pup tang. Some <laughs> pup tang.
2: Some pup tang. <laughs>
0: Getting some tail. Oh go. yeah. 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 No, just one. just
1: reuse the doggy one. You have full doggy. Full That's the
2: thing. Like, how did you how did you feel about you know Bill's character just going completely off, and then like Karen having to deal with the, her mental trauma throughout this entire thing on her own? It's kind of like in the '80s. This was very new
3: yeah like i feel like that's something that's really common of trauma survivors is people that haven't experienced it themselves have no idea how to deal with or even talk about these sort of issues and he wasn't really able to help her in any sort of way until he eventually went through it himself but i guess his experience wasn't exactly traumatic he kind of it was forced upon him but then he came to it willingly
0: true i i I feel like when we when you discuss trauma trauma like is on like a like a, like a scale, and it's also based off of personal experience. So yeah. one trauma that someone experiences, they might experience a different trauma, and it might not affect them as much. Mm-hmm. You know, such as, I mean, if you've seen your whole family murdered or something like that in front of you, and then the rest of your life you've dealt with that trauma and you've moved past it, then other things might not affect you nearly as much. Whereas people think that like, you know, go into like the, sometimes some people have like social anxiety, whereas it's very traumatic for them to be in big crowds and things like that. And that's really traumatic for them just to deal with that, which to some people seems like not like, oh, that's not that bad, you know, but to them it, it is because so, so trauma exists on like a sliding scale, it's on a spectrum of also based upon experience.
1: There is also the indoctrination of violence that is paired with the transformation of being a vampire or a werewolf, which is also tied to that trauma. We even talked about it when we were talking about the Lost Boys, how they're all sort of indoctrinated by, like, testing them, where they're like, we need you to do this, in the same way they were all sort of indoctrinated through that violence. Yeah, like and hold so, on to
2: this fucking yeah. uh, railroad and just, and fucking, just fucking jump drop.
1: off. Yeah, and just drop off. They have this uh, initiation sort of into their pack or their group of people. And they all have to experience it in order to be like truly part of that. But they want to be a part of that usually.
3: And I think in a way that kind of calls to the transformation that happens to, to trauma survivors. Because right. in a lot of cases that trauma could completely destroy them. But in other cases, that trauma almost serves as a source of strength for them. If they could go through that, they could go through anything. And they tend to be more crafty and more bold, willing characters than someone who hasn't experienced that same amount of violence or trauma.
2: I thought the ending scene where she confronts it and actually goes through with the transformation on camera in front of the news was very powerful. Uh, Yeah, that was simply because like she went through this entire ordeal, survived through a badass scene of them like wrecking fucking werewolves. And then was like, I need to show the world what I've just been through. And the first, as they say, eyewitness account of the story.
3: That was one thing that made me sad about the movie, though, is that they ended up shooting her at the end after she went through a transformation. I really hope they let her live because after that speech she gave, it sounded like she had some sort of new found strength in the the lycanism, where she could actually control it and use her violence for will rather than it just being sort of an out out of control thing. But then they shot her and yeah just like that, sh- that was it <laughs> just like
2: they shot the doctor they even have that moment where it's like we need to go back to the old ways you're you're fucking new way. like so so such boomer talk <laughs> from this old man that reminds me of my fucking boss ernie <laughs> yeah right <laughs> they always
1: do that sort of thing though it happens with the vampires too when you have the new vampire it happened in blade where frost is like you guys are old as fuck like why are you guys doing this shit we need to start eating all these people and like has a different view than the older people do In the same way, they were like, we're tired of just blending in. It's time to eat everyone. And then gets shot, and he's like, thank God. I don't have to deal with this shit anymore. (laughs)
2: Right. (laughs) The doctor was like, yeah, I don't want to fucking deal with this. Yeah. You didn't Um, want
1: to deal with the uprising, rebellious teenage werewolves.
2: (laughs) Well, how do you feel about the ending ending, though, when everyone's on TV watching? Like, oh, what happened? Oh, the lady on the news turned to a werewolf and they shot her.
3: That was something interesting because I was like, yo, they just did this on live television. Like, somebody's got to believe this, right? But it just goes to show that, like, people are kind of disbelieving of everything. You know, you could actually transform for realsies on TV and be like, wow, look at those special effects, man. And it just makes me wonder what shit have we seen that was real that we didn't think Probably was
2: real a lot i love the drunk guy who was like they that's true she turned into a werewolf and they shot her and he's like you're plastered he's like well it doesn't make it yeah, any plastered. less fucking true yeah
1: <laughs> i do also like the final line for the movie
2: how do you want your hamburger sweetie <laughs> rare
1: <laughs> <laughs> it looked like she was naked too because of the way that her hair was but i mean i'm sure it was just some skimpy outfit
3: I mean, you gotta have a skimpy outfit if you're like the werewolf girl, of course. That was another thing that I didn't like about both these movies. They they showed plenty of tits. Where was the dick man? Yeah, I, I was fucking mad dick. about that too. <laughs>
1: no frontal male nudity. I mean, like bullshit. you get
2: a shot in American Werewolf, like for a split second before oh, he, he goes but like he's, like running. way in the distance. You just see yeah. like a
3: little poop. That that's his little weenie. That's yeah. it. I want a full fucking zoomed in dick. Yeah. Some
0: Spartacus cock on. Yeah, you. right. Yeah, oh, that show did not give a fuck.
3: I, I was no. I was
2: watching this with a friend who was female. I was like, "Are they gonna show the dick?" And I was like, "I have no idea. I've never seen this movie." And she was like, "Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's a dick." <laughs> yeah, I said,
3: "Wait, let me get my magnifying glass out. Yeah, it's a dick there." <laughs> so, did you guys have any favorite scenes
2: from The Howling that you want to discuss? Mm.
3: I like the last scene with the burger on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, it's a good ending. <laughs> Nasty ass grill. Just yeah, that's it. I the, like the, the I worst like that. burger making ever.
0: The whole bright boy scene is pretty great. I yeah, definitely, I definitely enjoyed that a lot. It definitely showed that he actually has the capability to act well. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, and also him like pulling a bullet out of his skull kind of cool. Taking in there and the hand, of course. I like the hand. It was some good practical effects too.
3: Dang, you took all the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, sorry. Favorite scene, just one, not three. Dang. Sorry, i Gosh, just, wow. sorry. dip to the rules. Sorry, Damn man, it. I
0: was machine gunning out my brain. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um,
1: I, I can't really think of anything else, honestly. They're, they're just like, it wasn't, I don't know why, but it wasn't super memorable, except for maybe like the the practical effects scenes, But other than that, like the story was, eh. They didn't really put that much effort into it. They made a cool reference every now and again. But it was totally people watched it for the gore.
2: Yeah. That's really yeah. weird. I mean do it's with, an eighties movie. As you do with eighties movies. Right, yeah. I think my favorite scene is when uh she first goes into the adult shop. Right. And she's like, no, don't look forward, look at the movie. And it's super just like it's just like sus. You're just like, <laughs> God, this is fucking creepy. I don't I I don't wanna know what this guy looks like. And then he goes to the transformation and you got fucking fucking John Wayne up in here, just like your <laughs> 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 happy cop. And even the fucking old man is like, "Put your fucking chopper down." God like, damn, well, dude.
0: What? Well, how does the old? How does the fucking Miata? Like, like, just how explode. how is the Miata more? I mean, I you you'd think you'd think that the cop car would be a little bit reliable at least. You'd think it would start it right up, but no, it's got starter problems. Of course,
1: like <laughs> it's the middle of nowhere. Just kidding. I don't know where it's. It's at. a
2: horror movie, <laughs> and you're in it, and you're a woman. Can't fucking start the car for shit because movie logic. Obviously. <laughs> That's a fucking trope.
1: It is. We discussed this on an episode. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, but now I'm going to segue all the way back to London in 1981 of August to An American Werewolf in London.
1: Titles too long. Sorry. Are
2: you fucking serious? I
1: hate long titles. I hate long titles.
2: I,
3: I It's just a personal
1: that. thing. I hate long titles.
3: Picky, picky. I'm
1: very picky about that.
3: Yeah, if man. someone came to me and pitched an idea
1: for a long ass name I'm like that's a working title right
0: you gotta shorten that I, typical film, is, film student John and I really <laughs> don't like long movie titles cause there's too many syllables for me to pronounce out <laughs> <laughs> wow I, I bet, have a I, degree
3: the so I know what a good title sounds <laughs> like wow guys <laughs> <that's> <laughs> the
0: fuck gonna, out of him it's the John Rose fuck <laughs> <It's both laughs> all of you hanging this down episode. the
2: grindhouse crew I, well I bet you don't like pico de gallo on your Mexican food huh it's too spicy for you
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He always complains my cooking's too spicy, just saying. Listen,
1: I don't need you pouring <laughs> half of the cayenne pepper bottle into a fucking thing no! that doesn't need cayenne pepper. <laughs> well,
3: everything needs cayenne pepper. Oh you will spice in your life, I right? I
1: swear, you made, like, sweet potato gnocchi hey, hey, the other day and put fucking about, cayenne pepper in that. That doesn't need
0: cayenne pepper. I, I, can't, right I can't believe you're bitching about cayenne pepper, bro. Is mayonnaise hot, too? <laughs> I know,
1: for
2: real. Hey, is that avocado too spicy for fucking you? And <laughs> one beer
1: man over here talking to me about fucking
0: spice. <laughs> what is this? Yo, I eat all my Mexican food with a bottle of Valentina extra hot sauce. Oh, I've, I've seen, seen that's it. That's my life. I've like, seen it. It's, it's always his desk. It's real. It's always on it's my real. desk.
3: <laughs> I got hot sauce in my bag. Oh, Swag. my God. <laughs> go. That's me. Hey, yo, you know what I want to bring back? Bring
2: back the sriracha bottle that goes on your fucking lanyard. Oh, yeah. Dude. That's dope. Oh, there's
0: a sriracha bottle on your lanyard? Yeah, you can yes, order that shit on Amazon. Sick.
2: But... Okay. We'll we digress. We'll we, pre- digress. digress. <laughs> we digress. Holy shit! God, so, to give John a few punches. So this movie was not directed by John, but it was directed by John Landis.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I directed this movie <laughs> in the '80s.
2: Uh, if you know John Landis's work, he's done Animal House and the Blues Brothers movie. Uh, which both suck. Brothers. I <laughs> like that I'm movie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what a fucking loopy uh, transition right know, there. I mean, like, I'm going to uh,
0: two comedies and then I'm going to jump into boom. a fucking, I'm going to jump into horror. Animal rap, House. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah,
2: you did Animal House. How
1: did he even get like brought in for that job? He was like, hey, we saw Animal House. You want to do this? Well, I'll explain
2: that, John. Because it's
1: about animals? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so the budget for this movie was 5.8 million and it made 62 million in the box Holy office. Fucking shit. And the special effects were done by Rick Baker. He's very well known. Uh, he's done the effects for the Thriller music video. Michael Jackson fucking loved Rick Baker. Fun fact, they also got a... Wait, who was that old man in the fucking Beetlejuice... Or the Edward Scissor Tans, I always said. Vincent Price, right? Vincent Price. Yeah, Vincent Price also did the, the fucking voice for that movie. Oh, hell yeah. Um. He also did special effects for Men in Black and Planet of the Apes, the 2000s version.
1: <laughs> That's to- Oh, okay. Not the original.
2: Yeah, not the original, but... I mean, it's you know, still pretty good. Andy Circus, Yeah.
1: Andy Circus knows how to play an ape pretty well. He knows how to do all the crazy facial motion capture stuff. Like, he, ma- he set the bar for that.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it's still fucking heard out to this day. I mean, like, he's the standard...
1: It's true. Also has the famous lines from that movie. Yeah, for sure. Get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape. (laughs) (laughs) He's saying it to a man, (laughs) which is the best part. So uh,
2: for the cast, we have David Naughton as David Kessler, Jenny Agutter as nurse Alex Price, Griffin Dune as Jack Goodman, his first role ever, and John Woodvine as Dr. J.S. Hirsch. And fucking Yoda as Mr. Collins. <laughs> Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Oz is in this fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, that's wild. And this was prior before he worked on The Dark Crystal. Oh. So um, there's also like, they actually play the Muppets in the movie as well, yes. which is pretty great. And Frank Oz did voice those too. Hell yeah. Um, So this movie was inspired by John Lennon's experience working as a production assistant on Key's Heroes in the 1970s. <laughs> Particularly, it was the time that he, as he put it, he watched a group of gypsies in Yugoslavia performing a ritual on a dead body so it would not rise again and rest easy. So while he, they were filming that movie, he watched this happen. And he was like, you know, it'd be cool fucking writing a script about that. Afterward, the original script for American Werewolf was written in 1969. He wrote it that year. He took inspiration from that and shelved it for over a decade because producers thought It was too funny to be a horror movie and too horrific to be a fucking comedy. So it was just like, nah, I don't want to do this. This is too gory. This is too funny. It
1: is pretty legitimately funny at uh, several moments. So it it could be probably considered a horror comedy.
2: Yeah, it is. a. (laughs) That's the thing. It is considered a horror comedy. I think it does well in both aspects.
1: Yeah. And that's hard to do.
2: Um, Other than that, Polygram took the picture up 10 years later and it was a massive success in the box office. And the film was the first movie to win an Oscar for Best Makeup, which was a new category they were recognizing in the 80s. Oh, dang. So they got the first award for that.
1: Oh, they got the first one. So, like, the year it got introduced, they were the ones who took it. Yep. Nice.
2: That's the only Oscar that they got for that. Uh, The film was shot in the Black Mountains of Wales. Hmm. And this is the first film allowed to shoot in the Piccadilly Circus in Europe in about 15 years. They accomplished... He accomplished this by inviting 300 members of London's police service to a screening of the blues, the blues brothers. <laughs> and they were like really impressed with this film that they granted the production, a two night filming permit between the hours of one, and 4 a.m. Which is how they were able to do the entire scene sequence yeah. with the fucking uh, the porno movie and everyone <laughs> getting fucking wrecked yeah. by the fucking crashes. <laughs> um, and then all the, all the songs in this movie that are like made by other artists, they all reference the moon. You Got Bob Vinton's Blue Moon, yep. Van Morrison's Moon Dance, CCR's Bad Moon Rising, which I think is the best fucking scene in this movie. Yeah, yeah. honestly. Agreed. Um, and the Marcel's duop wop version of Blue Moon. The transformation scene took many editing techniques and featured puppet work, animatronic bones, tissues, as well as plywood and shoulder pads used to make the effects. So a lot of effects were made for that, but it was like a very grueling experience for them to get the shots
1: done. Pretty clever editing. If you watch it closely, they figured out how to make some of it seamless and then cut away for other parts that were probably more difficult, but it still works really well.
2: I think the leg part is the fucking scariest shit. Oh God. Yeah. But what were your initial thoughts on these movies? I really
3: like this movie. I like the the interesting mix of humor and horror. A lot of times I feel like those two genres don't always go together, but in the way that they did this, there was enough gore and like the horror element of course of the wolf werewolf transformation, but there it was also it had this lightheartedness which almost made like the serious parts a little like difficult. Like the ending scene, I feel like that was difficult to watch because it was so lighthearted and happy up until then.
2: Yeah, the ending cuts pretty abruptly too. Yeah. And so it's kind of just like you want more. Um, but this movie is fucking hilarious. I mean, all the one-liners that David has, the, yeah. his experience with Jack. Just like, you're dead. Yeah, but I'm talking to you right now. Yeah, just his like-
3: dead conscious <laughs> friend just hanging out, giving him the what's what of being a werewolf. It's like, you killed me, man. You got to kill yourself now or someone's going to kill you. Or you're going to kill more people. Right.
0: I mean, it's also it brings in that whole when you kill somebody, you like their souls follow you around and sort of thing. Yeah. Because they were murdered by a werewolf. So that was some really fun mythology they threw in there that really like broadened the story a lot. And that's one thing I really enjoyed about this movie as well as it did its mythology really well. It was like, I, I want to say it was, it was very grounded in itself in that, in that respect. Yeah.
1: Uh, it was pretty well written too. They had some funny jokes in this. I especially liked the Mexican joke. <laughs> About, oh. I know it's racist but holy shit was that funny <laughs> where he's just like remember the Alamo yeah and they could, tossed out the could Mexican could someone
3: please look up that joke because we need to tell that we definitely should tell that, that joke but
1: it's like it's a hilarious joke it's in a bar a bunch of old British dudes and he's like you want to hear a joke
2: you feel so uncomfortable when you go into this bar with these Americans they're abroad yeah. they're trying to just go through Wales stay clear of the moors beware the moon as they always say but they go in there and it's completely silent and they're like trying to order food no food here I'm trying to order a you know juice no juice here uh, coffee no coffee here okay tea yeah I guess do you have tea no but we could brew some if you want <laughs> like
3: <laughs> I think it goes to show how a lot of places are not that friendly to outsiders, especially Americans. I feel like that's the case of a lot of European countries. They just don't like Americans. And honestly, I don't blame them. I don't like Americans either half the time. Yeah, Most of all, the time, actually. We're, we're
2: all coming in with our fucking North Face fucking sweaters and shit. And they're just like, uh-huh. get out of here. Get out of here. You're not a reg.
0: So did we want that joke? Oh, that please. Joke. You got to
2: do right, it in a, so, an accent, though. Yeah, I throw cannot, your oh
3: best God. British countryman <laughs> accent on
2: you're you're tending sheep you're drinking Eh,
3: you got it too tired to
0: do that right now so i'm just gonna read it no accent
2: accent accent
0: no accent (laughs) yeah. <laughs> just it's not, just it's let not, the man read. It's not read. the time, not right, the time right, right now. All right, all right. So, an Englishman, a Frenchman, a Texan, and a Mexican are on a plane. The pilot says, we don't have enough fuel to make it. We'll need to push out all of our cargo. The people all push out every last seat and bag, that they, and bag what they have. And the pilot regretfully tells them that it is not enough. He says, three of you, four, will have to jump out of this plane. The Englishman says, my country is very noble. Thus, I will take my life for you. Long live the queen. And he jumps. The Frenchman, not to be outdone by the Englishman, yells, Viva la France! And he jumps. Finally, the Texan goes to the door and yells, Remember the Alamo! And he throws out the Mexican. Fuck.
1: <laughs> I don't know why, but that joke is hilarious it, to me. It, it, it's definitely
3: very funny. It tickles my funny bones. <laughs>
1: also, it seems very American, not going to lie. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> That's exactly what a Texan would do.
2: I like that joke. There's a lot of jokes that hit hard. Um, How did you guys feel about the special effects, though, transformation-wise and, you know?
1: I think this transformation was better.
3: Yep. I always think it's interesting in werewolf movies, the different takes on what a werewolf would look like. Mm-hmm. See, in the last movie, they were like these giant beast-like things, like 10 feet tall, <laughs> huge-ass ears, just ridiculous-looking creatures. And in this one, he was actually more of like a wolf than he was like a man. And a lot of times you'll have just like men who are very hairy with claws and teeth. And like, that's the werewolf transformation. But in this case, he actually turned into this rabid looking wolf thing. And I thought that was a, I like that take on the werewolf actually. They did so
0: much more detail on this one as well. They tried, they got the feet stretching, got the hands stretching. Yeah, They didn't just do like a, my face changes and then claws grow out of my thing. Like what, like what the howling does they do. They do like the whole body transformation. As well as like it being a very painful process, as well.
3: Yeah, you see all the bones start to ridge and pop out. Yep. Oh. Yeah, that's always been a running theme.
1: It's very uh, painful to transform whenever you have to transform I mean, into a world. I would imagine
3: because the anatomy of yeah. a canine creature versus that of a hominoid creature is very different. Very different. You know, we walk on two legs, they walk on four in most cases. So, what would that change in your bones and your muscular structure? It mm. would change a lot
1: yeah you know what that makes me think of when we were watching a uh, lovecraft country when yeah. when she would uh pose as a different person and the skin would yeah, like come she off would,
3: like crawl out of her skin <laughs> yeah. basically
1: bloodied so it's like that kind of thing yeah also i really liked the low camera work whenever they would be like really close to the ground moving quick it's kind of like what you saw in evil dead where like mm-hmm. it was like coming into the door and like blasting through the door and blasting through the window yeah so they had the same effect where like they had a really low angle like what a wolf would see when they're running
2: well it's great that you bring that up because sam raimi says that this movie was inspiration for i figured yeah (laughs) so um i i really like the transformation i the thing is there's a a real big contrast because in the howling it's very sexual the guy gets he's fucking a fucking werewolf as he's transforming. <laughs> yeah. You see the teeth, he gets the scratch on the back, but it's very different from this painful one. And I, I honestly think this is one of the better moments in the movie because you have uh, Clearance, Clearwater Revival's fucking Bad Moon Rising and he's just going around the house just trying to figure out what yep. to do. Opens the fridge, he's like, I'm not hungry. And then he like runs around a little bit more, opens the fridge, I'm still not hungry. <laughs> it's just like, oh, and then he fucking rips off the shirt. That's great. Full fucking machismo. Also, American
1: Werewolf in London has a better sex scene, not going to lie.
2: It does. It's very sensual. <laughs> My point of view is that the American Werewolf in London better had a better scene. sex scene. And I felt like there was actual passion in there. True. <laughs> I felt the passion, True.
3: man. But yeah,
2: I think it's hilarious how he just whips everything out, just fucking gets his fucking jeans off and just says, oh, and it's so over the top. <laughs> David did a great job on that. That's great. Um. so I guess there's just a lot of things like I wanted to bring up Jack his character like he this is his first role as a actor and I thought he did really well as, portraying American who's going over abroad to meet a girlfriend that he has right. and then eventually just gets fucking mauled and the effects on his mauled body as you see it from a, f- a fresh body to a decaying body to almost right. a skeleton yeah it's like they do such a great job portraying him. And he gets funnier every time he comes in. I mean, the first time we see him, he's like, what's up, David? Can I have some toast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. He's just eating it. You're not going to eat your toast? Let me get some butter.
0: Let me get some of that, bro. <laughs> and then, like, I think it was, like, the second. Like, I think it's, like, the third time they go to, like, the adult, the adult theater. Right. Oh, oh, my God. And that, that was ha- something
3: that was interesting that was across both of these movies is the use of porno theaters and sex shops.
1: I think they were trying to make the impression or the idea that because they're werewolves, they're like tapping into some sort of primal nature, which is also connected to sex, as opposed to like vampires doing something different. Like they don't really. I don't know. I feel like I haven't seen as much sex in vampires. That's usually associated more with like the blood. And, like, bloodletting as opposed yeah. to, like, that. I mean, as
3: far as vampire movies, maybe not so much. But the vampire TV shows, always totally, a lot of yeah. sex. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, even Interview with a Vampire, he, like, literally bites a woman on her boob. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, that, like, literally drains her that way. That's and hilarious. It's, it's, oh, my God. Isn't
1: that a whole thing in True Blood? Like, there, there, are, there are people who go after vampires because they want to be bitten while having sex. Yeah. Because it, like gives you like an effect like a drug would
3: well it's if you drink their blood it's like a hallucinogenic also that. basically yeah. yeah
1: so there's just a whole lot they're, they're adding it into the lore i think that,
2: that's the thing too with what we do in the shadows there's the whole uh familiar thing where there's a group of familiars that get together and they're just like i think we could do it i think we could finally transform and then they figure out the guy the head of the company is just like fucking faking them the entire time We're like dude come on we just want to be fucking vampires like give it give this to us <laughs>
0: I mean, I mean, <laughs> the lines from that particular porno that are in there are also hilarious. Yeah, it's they like, are. It's like that. You've got you've got your naked lady and you've got your naked dude. No dick though. No. Yeah, how are you at
1: all? not going to show a dick in a porno?
0: What the Honestly. fuck? And then you've got them. They start doing the thing. Start start start. You know, doing the horizontal mambo. And then the random like big jacked guy walks in. You said you'd never do this. And she's just like, "Who are you?" And he's just, "I don't know." And then he <laughs> leaves. And then he just leaves. <laughs> you're
2: not supposed to be in here. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right.
0: Leave. Yeah, you're right. I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> God
1: damn.
3: I think there's also a moment in this movie in the porno where like the lady like answers the phone in the middle of it. <laughs> it's great. I, I forget what she says, but I'm like, man, who answers the phone during sex? Like, what decade is this? <laughs>
1: they, Obviously, the 70s.
3: They
2: only answer fucking phone calls in porn. Just like, oh, what's up, dad? Yeah, I'm hanging out. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, we're <laughs> watching some movies.
3: Yeah. While <laughs> getting rails, That's like, Yeah, oh that's the same porn
1: movie where people do shit, like, on the couch next to the other person, and they just don't notice. That's the or kind of like, porno sleeping. logic. How does that work? Are
3: you yeah. so unaware? Maybe. Magic. Hey,
0: hey, that that other guy—he's got important business meetings to attend to. He's got a right. lot on his mind. Not-
2: <laughs> How did you feel about David's character waking up in a zoo? I thought that was fucking hilarious. That was
1: a really good bit. Just
2: like they're not even—they're not even mad at him. They like—they like look up to. He's the alpha. Yeah, like, right. Because he's this huge fucking thing. I think the most impressive shot in this movie is when the guy is fucking chasing him in the subway he's like, I'm going to call the fucking authorities if you've come after me. And then you just see on the bottom of the fucking of the escalator, just this huge hulking fucking beast of a creature. And then, you know, and then it relates back to Jack. He's like, oh, yeah. Remember those people you killed? They're right here in this theater with me. Meet Marcy. Meet Jack. Meet Will. That you killed them all. They're like, yeah, you got to kill yourself. And they all contemplate on how he should kill himself, too. A gun would do it?
3: Yeah, you should buy a gun. It's easy. Like, do I need silver bullets? Nah, man. Any bullet will do. <laughs> That's also interesting, too, again, with the lore, is how in a lot of cases you'll need, like, something silver in order to kill a wolf. But in this case, you just kill them. That's it. You shoot them with something.
2: Yeah, that was kind of weird because they make a big deal about it in the Howling. Like, they make they do the Shekhov's gun with the, yeah, these bullets are real silver. Some fucking jackass ordered them, never picked them up. That's <laughs> true. And then... uh. In this movie, it's just like get the rifles, fucking policemen. Let's kill this fucker.
0: <laughs> the dream that he has while he's in the hospital. Oh, with where, the fucking Nazi <laughs> zombies, <laughs> with the, the Nazi werewolves that like are wandering or whatever. Oh my
3: god, uh, that shit was I, over
0: I, the top. Yeah, no, it was so it was so B. Like, more B than both of these movies, especially when she gets shot and she just, like, fucking, like, clotheslines in, like, the whole opposite direction (laughs) of them. Uh, All the while the Muppets are playing
2: in the background. What What a fever dream. Shit. uh, (laughs) the guy that slit his throat the like werewolf ss soldier was actually the special effects guy rick baker hell yeah so he just wanted to be in that movie just to get that fucking... like, can we just do this
1: one scene <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah please 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 guys. <laughs> the idea of a werewolf ss soldier coming in your house and laying waste to your fucking family sounds terrifying <laughs> a f- fever dream or not it's fucking scary <laughs> <laughs>
1: then has the double wake up where the nurse is near him.
2: Yeah, that's the <laughs> thing. I was like, that's the thing. What do you guys think about that? Like, you can't trust the narrative in this movie sometimes. Not at all. But I it's mean, yeah. good. Fucking. It worked
1: writing.
2: well. I, I really like the writing in this movie. Yeah. It's also shot really well. Like, the thing is with the Howling, you're you understand that it's a 1980s like horror movie with werewolves. But the thing is with American Werewolf in London, you kind of feel like it's a little bit something more because.
3: I honestly thought that this movie was kind of ahead of its time, especially with like the writing, the dialogue, the mix of humor and horror. I think this could have been made in like this century or sorry, this decade and still been like just as successful. Just threw on some different actors, you know? I feel
0: like they they did a remake of this. Yeah. I think they did a remake of of this movie or it was like, or it was like a London werewolf in New York or something something like that. In
2: 1991, Ten years later, they made a sequel called American Werewolf in France. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. There but, you go. Okay,
3: What's up with all it. these American werewolves? You're just fucking everything up for European countries. It, <laughs> it does
2: contain some of the characters from the original, but it did not do nearly as well and didn't have John they Landis heard. or uh, Rick Baker behind it.
3: They should have waited longer and just done a remake. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I want sense. a remake. Hey, guys, please, if you're listening to this, make a remake.
2: So I wanted to ask you, do you guys have any favorite scenes from this movie?
3: I like the balloon thief. Yes! Oh, yes! <laughs> so homeboy wakes up in the zoo naked, just got back from his <sighs> werewolf days, and he's like, oh man, I got to get home. But he's naked. How do you get home when you're naked? Steal some balloons from a poor little British boy. We <laughs> <laughs> hey, want a pound? Two pounds. And I'm, the, <laughs> I'm the balloon thief. Why are
2: you a balloon thief? If you offer me two
0: pounds,
2: (laughs) 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 mommy, a naked American lad fucking stole my balloons.
3: (laughs) 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 Mommy
0: sounds on brand. (laughs) She seems very concerned as well. Her child's balloons were stolen. She's like, my goodness, who, what monster would do (laughs) that? What kind of monster would steal balloons? Little did you
1: know.
2: I like, like I said, the subway scene where slowly just shambles up.
1: It's scary, man. It hits me. The zoo scene is still really funny to me just him like having to run out naked it was just way too and, funny like, to And, like, stealing me. clothes along yeah, the way. Yeah, it was just so funny because it, like, t- it totally takes you out of the movie because you're like, wait, there's just a dude running naked I around. like that
3: they actually showed the process of him trying to get home because I feel like a lot of times in the movie, if they would throw something so ridiculous yeah. in there, they never explain how they eventually got home when they're just butt-ass naked in the yeah. middle of nowhere.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that moment, too, where he's, like, in line to get something and he's in a fucking full woman's coat. Yep. And That's the guy, it, just the coat. <laughs> yeah, the guy looks at him like,
3: what's... And he's just over here whistling, having a great time. Just open his coat. You want
1: to buy some watches? (laughs) (laughs) It works great. I liked it a lot.
0: I think that one of my favorites is probably, like, the opening, like, maybe 20 minutes of the movie. Just, like, all of that, like, they introduce, like, the people that clearly know something is up. And then they, like, the two, like, you know, chuckleheads that are coming in from America who don't know shit. (laughs) Chuckleheads. And then, like... They just, like, I mean, that that whole, like, the whole first attack is, like, really vivid and really intense. And I think that really, like, set, like, a whole tone that they could later, like, subvert with humor.
2: That's the thing. Like, they go into this area, and then it's like, well, you got to tell them it's fucking murder if it isn't. And then they're like, no, 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 we can't go out there. And uh, I think one of my favorite lines is from Jack. It's like, oh, you know, I think it's going farther away. Not far enough.
1: (laughs) They, d- they seemed like they were actually friends when the movie starts. Like, their chemistry on set to be friends yeah. like that worked really well to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, they seem like they've been friends for a long time. Especially, he's like, you're not having a good time? He's like, no. Why the fuck would I be having a good time yeah, right now? Yeah, like, the little awful. just
3: casual dialogue between them in the beginning, I felt really set the tone for sort of, like, the humor aspect that was prevalent throughout the movie. Like, they're even joking about, like, some girl he was trying to get with. Right. Like, maybe she'll meet me in Rome. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) They
1: also joke about the candle in the bar where he's just like, why don't you ask him? Why don't you ask him why they have that candle? He's like, I'm not going to fucking ask him about the candle. (laughs) And like, they're bickering back and forth as like everyone is staring at them. Like, why are you in this bar right now? You made me miss my dog. I love that dude. Also, (laughs) that dude is really young in this movie. He's shown up in like a whole bunch of different movies, but his face is so fucked up that you're like, oh, this is a very young version of this actor. (laughs) Although I don't know his name right now, which is. That.
2: the dark the darts board player yeah yeah who later like confesses that there's something evil here to yeah exactly i thought that was really well done like this town knows something but they're not gonna tell you um i'll get the name of that actor give me one second
1: oh that makes me sad rest in peace alex derbeck oh
3: uh, <laughs> Bro, why'd you have to throw? It? This is supposed to be a lighthearted moment. Hey, you're the one
1: who did the Jeopardy music. You do not have to bring that up,
3: man. <laughs> <laughs> that happened like last week. Yeah, I know. Fresh. Fuck. <laughs> Too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> Fuck your mother, Trebek. Anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: the the <laughs> anger, this
0: this this vitriol being spat around the room. Come on,
1: you guys have seen that Saturday Night Live bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Ah, uh, yes. So, the actor you're naming, John, <laughs> go ahead. his name is David Schofield. There you go. He was in Gladiator, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Valkyrie.
1: Yeah, he was the right-hand man for Beckett uh, in, in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, par-
2: yes, he was Mercer. Yes. Yeah, so that's the thing. He has a very recognizable face. He's got
1: those facial scars. Probably <laughs> It's like acne scars, I think, that like just dig into your face.
2: But good actor. Yep. I really felt he was scared um other than that though not much really to say do you guys have a rating for both of these movies
1: for the howling i'd give it like a six and for an american werewolf in London, i'll give it like a seven enjoyable not too memorable for most things but worth the watch and again another movie to watch with the group
2: i'm gonna go with a seven for the howling and an eight for american werewolf in london I think they're solid movies. If you're trying to look into the year of the Lycan, as many horror fans reference it to, these are pretty good picks. American London and Werewolf is a little bit of the better movie here. Uh, It's a lot more funnier and, like you said, good with friends.
3: I think I'd give The Howling a 5.5 because it's entertaining. That's it. (laughs) And I'd give An American Werewolf in London a 6.5 because I like the writing. That's it. (laughs) I don't like werewolves. Stop.
0: Uh, I think I will go with... I, I'm, I'm going to go with a 6 for The Howling because it had a little bit of depth to it, but it was really honestly a snore fest for like, the first like, 30, 40 minutes of that movie. And then with American Werewolf, um, since this is a glorious B movie, it's going to get a B, an 8. Yes, and it was really well done, too. Cool.
2: Well, with that, I think we're going to conclude this episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse. Uh, if you would like, please check us out on our, all of our social medias. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We also are streaming on all services, including Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other sites. Uh, also, please check out our Patreon for bonus content behind the scenes with all of the cast members. We also have merch. We now have shirts on our uh what is the Teespring. Teespring. Yep. We have two designs, one with a really cool castle and one of our logo with the BDTGH yeah. insignia. Yeah. So Woo! go check that out. They're pretty cheap. Come rep the fucking podcast, and I hope everyone has a great night.
0: I'm Mitch.
3: I'm Murr. Hi, I'm Justine.
1: And I'm Jonathan. Thank you.
3: Actually, bye. I'm Justine. Ooh. <laughs> bye. Bye. Shit.